Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Now Paul was uh, about to be beheaded. He was in a Roman prison. He knew he was going to die because he said, I'm, I'm in a torn between two. Should I leave or should I stay? And that's when he wrote this, 2 Timothy 1. He's writing a letter to Timothy. And he writes this, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Think about this. You're dying, and this is the last time, you know, you're going to write to somebody, your kids, or someone who's really you really love, and uh, you're writing this letter. And here he is writing this. He goes, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. He's praying for him night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. He says, you have unfeigned faith. You got real faith and it's in you. He's trying to encourage him. Which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Sort of reminds me of my grandmother who was full of faith. She, was, she loved Jesus. <laughs> I remember when I was like, I don't know, just seven or eight years old, she'd drag me to her house and say, oh, read me the Bible. She goes, all right, what does it, what does it say? Because <laughs> she couldn't speak English. And uh, she raised me so I could speak you know, Italian and, and, uh, and English. So she, she'd read it. So she goes, read it. So I would read it. And she says, what's it, what's it say? So in Italian, I would say, like, well, this is what I think it means. You know? And she goes, praise God. Praise God. She goes, read me some more. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so I was, I was actually doing this way back when I was seven or eight to my grandmother. But she spoke in tongues and everything. You know, she, was, she was really on fire. Anyway. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. So uh, Paul had prayed for Timothy and had bestowed a gift on him, a spiritual gift. And he says, look, stir up the gift that you have. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So obviously, well, there's another translation, the spirit of timidity. So Timothy was a little bit afraid he was he was getting timid and he said look you know he's trying to encourage him he says God's not giving you a spirit of fear he's not giving you a spirit of intimidity but of power and of love and of a sound mind that's the spirit he gave you stir it up he says be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me now don't don't worry about me the fact that I'm in prison 
his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Partake of the afflictions. Don't worry about it. Push. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You know how lucky we are to be here? You can't, you can't draw near to God unless he, he, he draws you. You know, he drew you here. You know, he drew you out of the millions of people. You're here because he drew you. You can't even take credit for, you know, saying, you know what, I came to God, you know. <laughs> he busted you up enough and then had enough people sent to you that you turned and you, you came right to him. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, definitely not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, he called us in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? He says, Pastor Paquette, I've called you before you're even born. In Christ Jesus. To follow me. Isn't that awesome? But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know who I am believing, and I know Jesus can keep, keep it that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast to the form of sound words which you have heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast the scriptures. That's what he's saying because what we're reading is what Paul wrote. He says, hold fast the form of sound words which you have heard of me. Hold fast to those words. In faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. Now, you got to understand this, the Holy Spirit is speaking through Paul to Timothy. So he's also speaking to us the same thing. Just as like a, you know, dear father or someone who's leaving, writing to us this message saying, you know what, hang on, hold on to this. This thou knowest that all they which are in Asia be uh, turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. He says, you know what, there's been a lot that turned away from me. Okay, they're gone. But so what? You stick with it. You could, you could fast forward it to today. You know what? So-and-so left. So-and-so don't go to church no more. So-and-so is not, you know, following anymore. So what? What's that got to do with you? What's that got to do with you? Stick with it. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. Onesiphorus. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Now, tonight's a uh, sermon about encouraging, encouragement, trying to encourage everybody, including myself here. That's, that's the reason why. <laughs> really preaching this for myself uh, pastors preached over the years it's very easy to grow cold in the things of God just do nothing and the flow of the world will just take you away you know I used to go visit my friend Dave up in 
St. Lawrence, you know, we used to get on the St. Lawrence River on his boat. And we just sit there, you know, have a beer or two, and it's just, there we go, just on and on. <laughs> After about an hour, I'd be like, you know how far away we are? We are out there. You know, St. Lawrence just take you. Uh, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do is just go with the flow in the world, and you're just getting further and further away from God until finally you're like, how the heck did I get so far away? And, you know, the world doesn't want God to come into your mind. Think about it. On TV, we got TV. The, the, the religious channels are 400 and above. Anyone got cable here? <laughs> but the, a lot of channels. It's like at 406, 408. You got all the drag channels, NBC at 2 and 3, you know. At ABC at 9, you know. All the liberal channels are right at the beginning, you know. CNN 24, you know. You get the Fox, it's 56, first one. <laughs> and then you got the religious channels, 406. Yeah. When I was growing up, they had uh, the religious section of the newspaper. You know, they listed this, 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 and it said religion. It's not even there anymore. It's not even there. Prayers taken out of school. Everyday life, you know, you want to remove prayer out of everything, take it out of the pledge. So unless you, uh, unless you hang around with fellow Christians, uh, God just doesn't come up in general conversation. He really doesn't. You know, you know just go with the flow. That's all you got to do. And you get further and further and further away from God. That's all. Simple as that. And uh, you ever uh, break up with someone or get mad at someone these days? Well, if you haven't, this is what happens. First, they cut you off of social media. You're defriended. No friends. All right. The next thing, what else do they do? Next thing, they block you on their phone. You can't contact them by phone. That's gone. That's the next thing, right? And uh, let's see. Then they take all the memories of you and remove them from their life. You know, all the pictures, delete, 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 delete. Right? Huh? Right? What's next? Then they give you any gifts they gave them, they return them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they want to remove you out of their mind. They want to get rid of you. They want to forget about you. They have no memory of you, and they don't come in contact with you, and they don't have to deal with you. They don't have to think about you at all. It's easier just to get over you. Yeah. This is the way they are with God. They just want to get rid of God, get rid of his conversation. Remember what the Pharisees said? We don't care if you just believe in Jesus. Just don't talk in that name of Jesus no more. Don't mention his name anymore, and we'll leave you alone. We won't whip you. But we've got to do the opposite. We want to follow God, we got to friend him, you know. We got to take out old pictures. We got to bring out memories. We got to think about how God touched us, what he did, you know. Bring to remembrance. Now, I've been away a few months, just a few months. Got married on March 24th. Went on a honeymoon. Uh, haven't preached on Wednesdays. Yeah, thank you for the clapping. Wife's there. Yeah. Uh, 
No Friday night Bible study. We haven't had that. No Sunday service for two weeks. And I just felt, you know, when I got the invitation, pastor texted me and says, you know, we preach on Wednesday. I just, I just felt like I, I just, it's not, you don't feel it. You know, just don't feel it. You know, you're not in the groove, you know, you're not. And um, I felt very dry. And uh, I, I think God, that's what God did. It was, I was up, up, uh, in my bedroom the other night and uh, hear a doorbell. My stomach was bothering me. I didn't want anyone to answer it, but I, I ran down and said, who is this? And uh, it was Jay. I hadn't seen Jay in a long time. He said, I just want to stop in, see how you're doing. He says, you know, pastor announcing that you're going to come back from your honeymoon, you're going to be preaching. And, uh, <laughs> and he says, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Okay, then, I, I guess I'm going to preach. <laughs> you know, so he's, he was like, you know what? Here, you're floating down the river this way. Let me just turn you as a fish, and you got to go that way. You understand? Upstream. You, you got to fight, fight the current. You got to go upstream. You know, you're, you're salmon going down the wrong, wrong direction. Turn around. Go back that way. Because, uh, you know, It really blesses me when I have to preach because I got to study the word and I got to look into it and I got to think about it and I got to contemplate it. And it's not normally just a one hour thing either. You got to think about it day in and day out for a few days, you know, till it finally sinks in what you want to preach about. And uh, so I appreciate that, Jay. Uh, a lot of times you don't know what effect just a very one little simple act has on a person, you know, until the end. Till you see it down the road, till your life is over with. You know, that, that movie, What a Wonderful Life, is really true. You don't know how many lives you've touched until you're not there. Then you realize how many lives you've touched, you know. I was in my back room uh, looking up a file, and it was an old file five, six years ago. And I opened up one of the boxes, and I finally found it, but I was looking around at all these files, and I was like, these are the thousands of people I represented <laughs> in my life, you know. What if I wasn't here? You know, God, God, you're touching a lot of people. You don't even realize it. Just everyday life, just everything that you do, everything that you say. And um, anyway, so here Paul is encouraging Timothy the same way. He says, start flowing upstream. Don't get timid. Turn around. Flow upstream. Stir up the gift. After the first 3,000 were saved on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says in Acts 2.42, it says, uh, this is after uh, Peter preached, and 3,000 came to the Lord, and it says, Then they that gladly received the word, this is verse 41, uh, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. They continued steadfastly. It wasn't just a once-in-a-while thing. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. So they had fellowship. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued, excuse me, and they continuing daily, every day, 
with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they went and visited each other, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. It's awesome. And it just goes to show that this is not something you can just start and then just every once in a while just touch on it. Continuing steadfastly, continuing daily. In Acts 4.23, when Peter and John got whipped for preaching the gospel, it says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had sent unto them. They went to their own company, their own people, their crew. Now call it a gang, call it whatever you want. It was a communal feeling. They went to their company. And Hebrews 10.25 says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Stop going to church. Stop meeting together. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Just got to encourage one another. You know, Paul's encouraging Peter. So much the more as you see the day approaching. Our day is coming, you know. I see it as like, you know, I went to the DMV once, and there was a whole line there. The whole room was full of people. And, you know, the numbers come up, and the numbers come up. And, you know. and finally, when your number comes up, the room is still full. But you turn around, and all the people that were there before you are gone. <laughs> it's your number now. Your, your day is coming. You know. The room looks like it never gets empty, but it does get empty. It empties out with all the other people, and all the other people get full, and then your number gets punched. Your day's approaching. It's just the way it is. He gives you the illusion that no one's leaving, but everybody's leaving. Little by little, their, their ticket's getting punched. The day's approaching. Encourage each other. You know what? There is a heaven. There is a God. There is a hell. And it's going to be beautiful to make it, to see your relatives. Cheech just came back. Well, he's, he's in Italy, but he came back from uh, Squalacci, a little Calabrian town. Uh, Molly, his wife, and him went down to Calabria. And uh, they went and uh, just saw where my mother and father were born. And when they got there, well, they found relatives. Next thing you know, they were on a big table. <laughs> they're having wine, and there's macaroni out there. And he took a picture, you know, of everybody, you know. And he, he, he sent a picture of, hey, we found the cousins. <laughs> And they're all having a, you know, they're all having a blast there. So that's got to be in heaven. You know, all of a sudden you're going you're gonna to be there and all these relatives are going to be greeting you. It's going to be a great place. As the day approaches, you know, just keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye. You know, Jesus said, you know, he despised the cross because he kept his eye on the prize. Keep the eye on the prize. You're not going to be here. You're not going to stay here. You know, as nice as St. Thomas was that we went, we ain't staying here. We're going to be on JetBlue, and we're going back. Well, maybe not JetBlue again, that's for sure, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. Well, you say, well, you know what? I could just go on Sunday and spend the whole day with God, and the rest of the time I'll just do whatever I'm going to do, you know? You ever have one of those plants? God just put this in my head as I was watering this plant. You ever have those, those plants that you haven't watered in about a week? They got real dry. And then you put the water in the pot. What happens to the pot? It just goes right through. 
right to the bottom, out the bottom, and it just wrecks the carpet or whatever else you're trying to water. You know? And the only way to fix that, how do you fix that? You just put the water real slow. Every once in a while, just put a little water, a little water, a little water, until that soil gets nice and moist, and then the roots start grabbing the water again. And then you can water it without going right through to the bottom and having no effect. And God just, you know, showed me, like, you know, the, that soil is your heart. Man, when it gets hard, you can't just flood it and say, well, you know what, I'll just, you know, go to one service, I'm going to go to one conference, and I'll be all right again. No, it's not. It's going to go right through you. You're not even absorbing it. It's got to be a daily thing, just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know? The soil is your heart, and the word is the water. Ephesians 5.18 says, and 20 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It just says, you know what, just, just speak to yourself in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. You know, the other day I just started listening to Benny Hinn again because Benny, he really gets in me when I listen to Benny Hinn. And all day long I'm singing these Benny Hinn songs. It's like, <laughs> I got stuck in my head and they just started singing all day long. You know, it just kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. You know, you don't have to just try to go crazy. You know, I'm, I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray all night long and all day long and it's just that's just what, no. Just a little here, a little there, a song here, a psalm here. You know, just here, just keep feeding it. Get that soil nice and wet so the roots can grab hold of it and the plant can grow. Listen to a sermon. Read a passage in the Bible. You say, you know, I ain't got time for all this. Well, read a passage, just one passage. Chew on it. Read my book. <laughs> that should encourage you. Listen to a sermon. And talk to somebody about God. Psalms 1 through one through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the godly. Audrey had this memorized, didn't you? Or sits, <laughs> or sits in the seat of the scornful. <laughs> stands in the way of sinners. Blessed. Now you got me confused. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. He's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Who gives his fruit in its season. Whose leaf does not wither, that's right. And whatsoever he does prospers. There you go, do it. That's awesome. <laughs> One time we were at Bible study and I said, you know what, we ought to memorize these things. Next week I'm going to test you on it. Audrey came back the next week. She had it memorized. So she still got it to this day. Awesome. See that? It's in you. All you got to do is stir it up. In Joshua 1.8, you know, it says, uh, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. You know, meditate on it day and night. So you're careful to observe the, uh, all it says to do. Then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. 
okay, if you want to watch TV, say, you know what, I want to watch TV. Okay, watch TV. Read the scriptures during the commercials. You know, why not? You know what I mean? Smith Wigglesworth never went more than 20 minutes without reading the word and discussing it. He'd be at dinner with you. He'd eat. and say, well, we ate now. Now we're going to spend 20 minutes with the Lord. Or not, it's not 20 minutes. He'd never go without more than 20 minutes without discussing God or talking about God, pulling out his Bible. And you know the fruit that he produced. Wendy and I, we, you know, we normally pray over our food. The other day I said, draw us closer to you. And what immediately popped in my head was uh, James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. In other words, your first move, not, not his. I'm sitting here praying, uh, draw me closer to you. And the scripture said, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. It's up to us to make the first move. But, you know, a lot of times, again, we think it's a huge move. It's not a huge move. Just little steps. All day swimming upstream. Just little steps. This little one and just the next one and you jump the next one. And just keep going up. There was a book written by Brother Lawrence called Practicing the Presence of God. It says he'd wash dishes all day and just keep thinking about God while he washed the dishes. And that spread to everything else he was doing, eventually wrote this book, and it became world famous, Practicing the Presence of God. And then Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. I'm almost done. My son, what's it say? My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. You realize that only his words are life. The rest is death. Isn't that amazing? I go to the store and you got in the shopping store. Death, 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 life. Death, death, death. I think I'll buy, let's see, let me buy five boxes of death. Give me six more boxes of death. I'll take that one box of life here. Yeah, I mean, that's really what we're coming down to, really. Gets right down to it. That's, that's really the truth. If we go to John 6, it says this. Six forty-eight. He says, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. You know what they ate in the wilderness? They're, they're, that, that didn't give them life. They're dead. They died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread. Remember, Jesus is the word. Skip down to, or skip up to, says uh, 55. My, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father... So he that eat, eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So here he is in the church. He's teaching in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? He's like, I can't take this. He's telling me to eat his flesh and drink his blood. 
When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Now, this is the key verse. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, they're the spirit and they're life. The flesh profits nothing. He wasn't talking about his flesh. He was talking about himself. The word of God. Eating and drinking the word of God. 64 says, But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore, said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Talking about the twelve disciples. Now Simon Peter says this. Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Where am I going? Where else is there to go? Everything else on this shelf is death. You have the words of eternal life. It's only you. Where else would I go? Do I have a choice? And we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Should we leave Jesus' words out of my life, out of our lives, and feed on death? Of course not. There's nowhere else to go, as Peter said. So as Paul was encouraging Timothy, I'm now encouraging everyone I hear, including myself. Stir up the gifts that God has given us. Stir up the spirit. Stir up the word. Stir up the fellowship. And usher in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.